Hello, beautiful, strong, courageous, unstoppable, resilient humans. Welcome to another episode of the Self Love Effect podcast, where we strive to be our most authentic, unapologetic selves, embracing our real and inspiring those around us to do the same. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings, and it would mean the absolute world to me if you head on over, left a review, like, subscribed, shared with family and friends, and social media tagging us at the underscore self-love effect. And this is how we're able to grow organically through the algorithm and reach many more lives. So before I introduce today's very special guest, I am going to read out of Define Me, Divine Me by Phoebe Garnsworthy. And I thought that this would be the perfect opportunity to reshare one of my favorite poems. And it really aligns with today's guest. And the poem is called Her. She loves herself unconditionally. There is no judgment, no pressure to be anyone else other than who she is. And with gratitude, she flourishes. She graces the world with the most beautiful feminine energy ever seen, heard, or felt. Her power of self-respect encourages everyone around her to do the same. And her life is filled with authenticity, heartwarming conversations, deep soul connections, and joyous celebrations for all. She is walking her truth, each step more brave, bolder than the last. She is unapologetically raw, beautiful, and carefree. And as a result, her life overflows with love around her and remeth hers in perfect alignment with the beating of her heart. As you listen to this episode, you will see why I chose this poem and how it aligns perfectly with our guest. So without further ado, our special guest is Jessie Straham. She is the founder of Wheel With Me Foundation, the owner of Wheel With Me Consulting, and a fitness and growth coach. Jessie works to teach individuals the power of their mindset, and as she inspires many people around the globe. She shows us that the only person standing in our way of growth and evolving is ourself. So without further ado, let's dive into this podcast episode. All right, you guys, I'm excited. And I know we say this a lot, but today I am super over the moon. I've been waiting for this podcast. It took me a while to get out of my comfort zone to ask this special guest to be on. And I'm so excited I did. And I'm even more thrilled that she said yes. So with me today, I have Miss Jesse Strawham. Welcome to the Self Love Effect podcast. You guys will get, if you guys don't already know her, and I know some of you listening do. So she is going to introduce herself. But before I have her take the floor, I want to share with you guys a post that she posted um, not a few days ago, actually. And it says, The path to your success in life is not linear. So many times I thought life was heading one way only to be devastated when it took another direction. I'll later be grateful for the path life took me on knowing I'm exactly where I need to be when I need to be. When we stop trying to force life to go exactly the way we want it, becoming fluid when it doesn't go the way we imagine life becomes easier. Adaptability creates ability to live the life you never thought was possible. 
my goodness, the girlfriend that was beautifully put. And the mindset you have is absolutely incredible. And I cannot wait to dive into this podcast and for you to share your story. Um, so welcome to the self-love effect. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just, I'm so grateful to be here. And, you know, as you read that post, I'm like tearing up over here. Cause I just think about how devastating it was. Um, so the elephant, the elephant in the room, people don't know, for those of you that don't know me, um, I was in a motorcycle accident that left me a paraplegic, a woman made a U-turn into the bike. I was a passenger on and the driver just didn't stop in time. So he went through her back window, broke his leg. I went over her SUV, my com- chest completely collapsed. Uh, my ribs punctured my lungs, nicked my spinal cord. I broke my back in two places and I have a traumatic brain injury and coded twice and had to be resuscitated. And I will never forget waking up in that hospital room, finally coherent. Cause I wasn't coherent the first few days I was in and out, <laughs> um, but finally waking up and being coherent enough. And this nurse was between my legs, cathing me and I didn't feel her. And I was like, whoa, like there's somebody between my legs and I don't feel them. That's crazy. How am I going to live like this? What is life? Oh my God. It was like total meltdown. (laughs) And so just thinking about where my mindset is now and where it started and how terrifying it was to become a paraplegic, how terrifying it was to have my entire life flipped upside down, Um, um, to realize that I, I literally died and had to be resuscitated. I mean... It's life is crazy. It leads you on these crazy paths. And just because, you know, you have your plan. Someone once told me the funniest plan you can tell God is your plan. (laughs) He got a different plan for you. (laughs) Little do you know, we're about to turn left instead of right. (laughs) Right. This isn't NASCAR, my friend. (laughs) That is beautifully put. And it's absolutely, uh, honestly, that's, the right way to put it because you know we don't know we're we start off on this path and we think we know where we're going and then it just changes the whole trajectory of our entire life and so you know we talk about a lot about mindset on this podcast about a lot about self-acceptance self-awareness self-love all the selves you find on this gigantic tree of self right but you know i'm sure the million dollar question and that everybody ask you is how did you get to this mindset? Because obviously your life changed, but what was that meant? Like, what was that mindset shift? What was that moment? Was there a specific moment? Was there multiple moments? But there's, you know, when just the switch went on, you're like, no, like this is time to live for me. Like this doesn't define who I am. This is just a part of my story. There, there were definitely multiple moments. Uh, Within my first year of being injured, I put on 30 pounds and I ended up being 160 pounds, which was my heaviest. Um, But I thought I was hot shit. (laughs) 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 So I tried to go back to work when I first got paralyzed and uh, I worked for a catheter supplier and the owner was also in a wheelchair. And I'll know this man knocked me right down my pedestal. He said, you aren't as hot as you think you are. And I was like, oh, (laughs) damn. Okay. Okay. So that was, that was always in the back of my head. And then I fell on the floor in a hotel room and I couldn't get myself back in my wheelchair. And I had this drama because I'm drama (laughs) meltdown. 
in this hotel room about how everyone's like, oh, I hope you can walk again. Oh, I hope you walk again. Cause that's all you hear when you first sustain this injury. I still hear it. Will you walk? Do you think you're going to walk? And I'm like, I really don't give a shit about that. But if I get bowel and bladder control back, mm. we'll be money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like if I could stand to pull my pants up, we'd be money. Like, I'm not trying to walk. I don't care about that. I'm trying to improve my day-to-day quality of life because in reality, if you look at anybody with an incomplete spinal cord injury that walks after years, it's never the same. Those muscles don't fire the same. And that's just the real realization and complexity of the situation. I mean, we're talking about thousands of tiny nerves in your spinal cord that literally control every single aspect of your body from sensation with the pressure of sensation, motor function. I mean, every single function of your body is controlled by these little nerves. So how can you expect them to, to regenerate fully? Now, do I think that we are possible of healing ourselves? Absolutely. But it's like, I'm here to improve my independence. I'm here for the longevity of life. Okay. Like I'm trying not to end up in a nursing home or a power chair. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, for those of you who, you know, don't follow her, we'll give out, you know, Jesse's information at the end, but you have to follow her Instagram. This is where I came across you first. And it was a while back. So come to find out when Jenna was my coach, she, I was like, she had followed, she was, had posted you in a photo on her, um, stories. And I was like, wait a minute, I follow her too, but the the damn algorithm on Instagram needs to stop changing because we don't get to see everybody's stuff. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like your improvement, like just over the years, like I was like, okay, where has she been all my life? Because then I come with you across your reels and I'm like, you're just so, First of all, you are the most authentic, unapologetic person on this planet. And that's what we strive to be on this podcast, right? I tell them, be your unapologetic self. But I love that you're constantly sharing. You're constantly embracing your journey every step of the way. Even your, the, I was showing my husband the other day, um, the reel that you're on or the video, the reel that you're, um, maybe it's a a video, but anyway, that when you're weighing yourself. And with your Seattle home, I'm like, hell yeah. The little victories that are huge because no victory is too small, too big to celebrate, but for you constantly to share your journey, it's like, you're taking us on the journey of your life and like showing us every victory, every step, every, you know, strength, whether it's a weakness. And I freaking, I love, I'm over here. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know her in person, but I'm over here like rooting for her. But this, because you are doing this, you're opening the life you're, you're improving, I should say the lives of so many, especially those people that can walk, we get to do this, get to, yet we take it for granted every single day. Oh, we, you know, I'm sure you hear it all the time. Oh, I have to work out. I have to go see my family. I have to do this. No, we get to do this every single day. And that shift in mindset is, you know, could have changed the whole trajectory of your life. That little, just rewording, reframing, taking those limiting beliefs and, you know, everything comes together with mindset. Right. But how was, you know, I, now I'm ranting, but how (laughs) I told you, I like to talk too much, but you know, were you from who you were, you know, before and who you are now, you know, have you really night and day? day. Okay. Night and day. Um, 
So I'm going to back up for a minute. So pre-paralysis me and current day me, two opposite humans. I was very selfish pre-paralysis, only thought about me. I'm still very selfish, but I'm selfish for constructive reasons rather than destructive reasons. Um, but I will say that what changed my entire mindset about being disabled, health and wellness, uh, mental health, the content we consume was falling on that hotel room floor having a complete meltdown and posting it to YouTube and it getting like 50,000 views of people being like me too, or this is so wow. I never knew this. And it was like, wow, my voice can impact people. My voice can reach people. And that's when I was like, well, I guess maybe I should probably put better content out. Like that's like positive. So I can get that back. And around that same time I had read the secret. And that was like my first awakening into what we're capable of as humans. And then I really, really started following Inky Johnson, um, Eric Thomas, uh, you know, those, those people, because it was like, this is what I want to be. This is who I want to embody. And so I really just started focusing on fitness and my fitness journey started in 2017. So I was two years paralyzed trying to learn how to get my butt from the floor back to my chair. Cause I fell a lot. I was risque. I'm still risque, but I was risque. Like I fell a lot. I would do these big transfers. I had no business doing. And like, oh literally my, my foot would slip and I would suck down to the ground. I'd lay on the, I'd literally lay on the floor for hours waiting for my mom to come home, like four hours. That's what pushed me because it would be three to four hours every day. And I'd just be stuck on the floor. And I'm like, I feel so crippled, like in my soul, it wasn't my physical being. It was my soul. I felt defeated. And it took me hitting that rock bottom of just defeat to really be like, okay, let's change my mindset. But that's not to say that I didn't still have dark moments. Um, I, I've, I've talked about this a lot in June of 2020. Let me, let me back up again. I was saved the day before my accident. I didn't, I was an atheist before I was paralyzed. Um, I went to my ex-boyfriend's grandmother's funeral. And as the pastor was speaking, I remember this calmness coming over me from head to toe. And I'm like, oh, everything's going to be okay. Granny's going to be fine. And then the next day I'm in this life-changing accident. I see my grandmother and she's like, Jesse May, it's not your time. You can't stay with me and I can't stay with you, but you have people to get back to and things to do. And I was like, I, I grandma, I'm going to go do it. Like I'm like in the other life, you know, it was in that I, I never truly gave my full life to Christ. So then June, 2020 happens. We're in the middle of these lockdowns. My mental health already taken a toll. My cousin commits suicide. And this was the second cousin within a year. So it was like our family had one the year before and then boom, a year later. And I remember just at the time, my shoulder health was crap, but they were falling apart. I wasn't able to build muscle, maintain muscle. I was literally just falling apart. I couldn't transfer. I wasn't independent. I'm losing family to suicide and mental health. And I'm like, I'm like, why, why am I still here? What is my purpose? What am I here? And I just was like, God, I need you. I need you to take the wheel. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Please help me. And it's crazy because literally I gave my life to God and it immediately started turning around. I started feeling gratitude and just like, I would sob from overwhelming gratitude. Cause I, I like to ride in the car in silence. And I just started thinking about all how blessed I am. And I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling the spirit. And the next thing I know, I'm just crying because the spirit's taking over muscle. And it's like, <laughs> I literally will just be sobbing. And it started with that. And then the next thing I know, like I'm getting, I'm on my first film set for a series. And then literally two weeks later, I win the trip to HQ first form HQ. I was one part of the first HQ trip where I met Jenna 
Um, and I got to create that lifelong friendship her and I, there was also another individual, Rob, who was at that HQ trip. He ended up doing world's toughest mutter with me this past year. So we spent 24 hours in the desert together where had I never been in this position to go on this trip, I would have never had these beautiful human beings added to my life. And it's like, because you're, and on top of that, they helped me get my nutrition on point and fix my shoulder issues. So it was an overall win, but it's it's beautiful how you think your life is going this way. And then you get this one situation that you take it with every single ounce of your being and you just give it to it. And it's like, boom, your life takes this other turn. And then it's something you never even imagined. Like when I first joined first form in September of 2020, I never would have seen what's, what's going on in my life now. I'm coaching numerous people. Like I'm an accountability coach for macros. We have two weekly group calls. I've helped numerous wheelchair users lose over a hundred pounds together collectively. Um, We've created a community for wheelchair users. We're in the process of launching a fitness app for wheelchair users. Something that people told me for years was impossible. Like blessings, blessings, I tell you. And I'm like, all right, let's get off disability. So this was, this is the most like recent, plunge I took and it was I'm like all right I'm gonna stop taking I'm gonna stop using disability I'm gonna like turn in my stuff I'm going back to work full-time so I went back to work full-time as an orthodontic assistant after seven years I'm not doing it (laughs) and I'm like five weeks in my body's falling apart on me I'm currently in my standing frame but I just I'm earning a living and I got to tell the government stick it I'm good and now my I feel limitless I feel like this weight's been lifted off my shoulders because my earning potential is now not capped. So I can literally just go do whatever it is I want to do. So I literally get off work and go back to work full time on wheel with me fit. And it's like, and and it's this grind, but I haven't always been this way. It's taken failures. It's taken me still showing up even when I don't want to, you know what I want to do more than anything. I want to go to bed right now, but I still have a a whole power list to do. So what am I going to do? I'm going to do my power list and then go to bed because my passion to make my dreams come true has become bigger than my wants of not showing up, of going to sleep early, of doing these things. I'm not going to lie. There's some days where I'm like, I send an ex, do my burpees and move on with life. Cause I'm like, I just can't, I can't finish this power list today, but there's, I, I rarely do that because it's so important just to continuously execute because I know that by continuously execute, I can quit my full-time job. Like, you know how powerful it is to tell your boss. I literally told my boss today, I was like, honestly, like, I don't need this shit. I don't need to be worked to death every single day. Like I don't need to show up and just be nonstop. Like I need to drink water. I need to go to the bathroom. Like there's things that my disabled body needs and these able-bodied employees. Like we all need to be drinking water and going to the bathroom. Like we need that time. And you're not like, this isn't sustainable long-term. And so the only thing keeping me here is that I really like my coworkers and everything, but don't think that I won't go struggle and make pennies while I try and figure out my businesses. Instead of being here, because I don't need this toxic environment. This is not my career. This is not my forever. This is my current situation. This is where we're at right now. But, you know, this isn't the long-term plan. Like, I see my mission and my plan. And too often, we give up on our mission and our plan for someone else's plan. And I come to a point where I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to live my life for me because there are over, there's almost 8 billion people in the entire world. I know damn well, I haven't liked every single person I've met. How can we expect everyone we meet to like us? 
They're not. We're not their cup of tea. So why are you out here trying to please everyone else in your life and not trying to please the main person that controls your life, that reflection in the mirror? You've got to take care of you first. And that's why I say I'm selfish in a productive way now. Like I put me first every single day, but that's because I know if I don't put me first, I can't show up for my team. I can't show up for my employees. I can't show up for, I can't show up for anybody. I like my dog, like my family, if I don't put me first, there's no one that's getting me, you know? So that's what we, we have to develop that mentality of like my health and wellness comes first and then I'll, I'll take care of everyone else. Because if I don't have these things in order, I can't take care of everyone else. Invest. I just went on a rant. <laughs> Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. If you don't do anything in this life, if you don't go and live out your dreams, at least invest in yourself. That's where it starts. And that, you know, two, we sell ourselves short too many times. You said it right. The social media is beautiful, right? We, we get to connect with beautiful human beings like yourself. And there is a downfall to it when it comes to this obsessive behavior that we tend to have as humans. We scroll, we scroll, we scroll, we compare, we compare, we compare. The only validation you need is from, like you said, your own reflection. Why are you spending all those, that countless in, that in, hours and all that energy that you put into scrolling, put that energy into investing in yourself. Those 30 minutes, you could have been out there on the assault bike already. You could have been on the rower. You could have been having a walk. You could have been hanging out with your kids, playing Barbies, you know, you playing cars, whatever. You could have read a book. There you go. You know, making sure that you're, you know, you're expanding your knowledge, learning every single day. But when's the last time too, that, you know, and the last time that we're told to do those things, you know, we, we constantly follow society's guidelines. We're like, okay, yeah, I'll do this. Okay. You told me to do this. When's the last time you spoke for yourself? Like, you know, and you clearly with your drive, with your discipline, you know, you're, you don't rely on motivation from, you know, the, what I've seen you do, the things that you are currently doing in your life, where your mindset is currently, you know, not using an excuse, making sure that you show up for yourself, you're investing in yourself. You don't rely on motivation, but you created that consistency that's developed that discipline for yourself. That's allowing you to move on to the next chapter. You close one, you're already on to the next. You've already thought you're like a chessboard. You're too, you know, you're playing your opponent is you, but you're already advanced twice before that person can even get there. You know, that old you. And so, you know, what would you say to someone that's facing adversity? I know you, you're, you're, you're quote unquote rant was absolutely perfect, but you know, <laughs> someone facing currently adversity or going through the struggle of maybe just pre, you know, just getting through an accident or maybe too, they were, you know, born with the inability to walk, but constantly say, I can't do this. I can't do this. What would you tell them? Definitely. You know, the biggest thing for everybody disability or not is letting go of judgment. Um, first it starts with stop judging other people. Cause again, not your life, not your problem. I would say not my monkeys, not my circus, but this is truth. Like I, what's going on in other people's lives is not my business. I have enough to worry about on my own. And I think as soon as I did that and I stopped judging other people, then I was like, all right, let me stop judging myself. Cause you put all these constraints on who you should be, what you should look like, how you should dress, how you should act. And my biggest one I'm seated all the time, right? Everyone that's seated has a belly. 
that is my single-handed biggest insecurity is my stomach. Cause I was asked, are you pregnant? Oh, if you just do this. And I'm like, yo, I have a T4 spinal cord injury. Like I literally have no abdominal muscles. I'm trying to build them, but I have none. <laughs> I have a little bit, but I have none. Um, and so like, I put all this judgment on because I'm looking at these girls with their perfect bodies and super fit. And I'm like, and they're all able-bodied with full core control. Even the disabled ones I look at, they have core control. They're a lower level injury. And it's like, we put this judgment and this idea on who we should be, what we should look like rather than just being who we are in that moment, in that situation, because human beings, if we're doing it right, you're constantly adapting, you're constantly changing, you're constantly developing and growing and becoming a, a stronger version of you. Um, and I think that when we stop focusing so much on, on our idea of what our perfection would look like and really just be in that moment, who we, who we want to be, then it's just a lot, life is a lot easier. There's a lot less stress and you're just like, all right, let's go. Like today at work, like, I'm not going to lie. I was miserable the entire time, but I'm like, all right, let's go. We're going to do it. And I just put my head down and I go after it. And that's the way you have to be like. There's work that needs to be done. There's things that we need to do. And if you just put your head down and go after it and stop fearing failure, because that failure is going to teach you, oh, this doesn't work. Cool. Let's not do that again. Let's try a different way. Oh, that didn't work. Okay. Let me like think of, it makes you brainstorm. And then maybe you get to a point where like, oh, I don't even want to do this. Like, this isn't even where I'm supposed to be. And so like your failure is actually a lesson and it's an opportunity to learn and change and grow and develop. I think that one of my favorite core values that first form has is always be learning. I, uh, I read 10 pages of a nonfiction book every day. That is a value that they have given me. Um, it's a tool rather. And I've learned so much from other people's stories. Like last year I, I read 14 books and that knowledge that I gained from all of those books, I've been able to apply and that strengthened me because the more you educate yourself, the more confidence you have the more you're like, okay, so if you educate yourself on how to attack life's adversities from different perspectives and then apply, fail, oh, that didn't work. Okay, apply, oh, that one works. And you find what works for you because human beings are individuals. And just because it works for one person, it might not work for you, but you can find a way that works for you because you're not alone in your situation. You're just not that special. Mm -hmm. Oof, oof, yeah. <laughs> You're not, oh my goodness. Woo, yes. Um, man, um, <laughs> I like that a lot. You know, I, I, we think we're the center of everyone's universe. When we walk into a room, we think all eyes are on us. Guess what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I say this all the time. I say this to my clients too. Nobody cares. You know, you are going to be your worst critic. You are going to judge yourself more than anybody is ever, ever, ever. And if they do, well, they pretty, they probably have internal issues with themselves that they need to work on. And that's okay. We're all humans. We all go through it. Um, but really making sure that we're pouring into ourselves. We're constantly, you know, we, we say, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup and we, we preach this to everybody else, but when all said <laughs> and done, we're not pouring into our own. And then, you know, then we're like, stuck in this rut of burnout, or, you know, we fail to invest into our mental health. And so, you know, I, you know, when it comes to really pouring into yourself from a standpoint of knowledge, books is absolutely incredible because you get so many different perspectives. Like you said, 
And I love that. I love that core value too, because I ask, I ask people all the time, when's the last time you read? When's the last time you picked up a book? Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about Harry Potter or I'm talking about an actual, you know, book that you're going quality. Yeah. And learn, learn about yourself. You know, how can I self-improvement, self-development, you know, there's so many tools and resources out there yet, you know, at our fingertips, shoot, you can even do, um, what's this on the iPhone. You can even have audible audible. There you go. (laughs) You know, there's no excuses nowadays. You know, there's absolutely no excuse, but we tend to make excuses for the way we quote unquote are when we have the ability again, to rewire and reframe our thoughts and beliefs. And you, uh, have spoken about this recently. And I think it was a real, not that, uh, limiting beliefs. You're like, sometimes does anyone else feel this way? And it's true. We, you know, but I love that we have the opportunity to point out through self-awareness about those limiting beliefs. And guess what happens next? We get to restructure them. We get to work on them. Yes. And so, you know, with your, you know, self-awareness that you've gained over the years, um, you know, did, was this, cause we haven't hit on this yet, but did this give you the opportunity to get, you know, to participate in the tough mutter to say, I am mentally strong because X, Y, and Z, you know, I can do this because I know I can not because, you know, of my accident, I am who I am. That again, that doesn't define me. It's just part of my story. So the Tough Mudder, actually, uh, this was my third world's toughest mudder, my 11th Tough Mudder overall. Um, And in previous years, I had a mileage goal that I never met. And the cold always took me out. And it was like, I can't make it through the cold. I can't make it through the cold. So when I did the Live Hard program last year, I, um, during phase one, the cold showers were introduced. And I was like, oh, this is perfect Tough Mudder training. All right, I'll just continue it through the end of the year. And so like the week before Tough Mudder, my best friend lives in Phoenix and it's like the middle of November. Her pool was 50 or 60 degrees. I want to say it was 60 degrees. Uh, So I was like, all right, this is going to be close to like the Tough Mudder obstacle water. Let's go. And so every day for my 45 minute workout, I would swim in her cold pool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like preparing literally I'm two weeks out and I'm like swimming in this cold pool preparing oh for tough mother um it was it was a powerful experience to be able to do what you hadn't previously been able to do um with two of the three team members I had were members that had previously done it with me um and so to be able to finally like reach our goal and follow through we were all we were probably 300 feet from the finish and all just like sobbing. Um, Cause it was 25. We, we made 25 miles in 24 hours of obstacles and nonstop, just wheeling through the desert of like Laughlin, Nevada. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was powerful. It was so powerful. And I'm, I'm excited to do it again. Um, I'm doing world's toughest mutter. It's in Florida this year. So that's November. And I'm actually doing Philly toughest, which is their 12 hour event um, in May. And so I'm very excited about that. Cause I also get to see Jenna. <laughs> oh you are moving mountains. Um, you know, I, that takes a lot of accountability, you know, on your part, accountability with yourself. And um, you're not just that, but you're also an entrepreneur. You're the founder of wheel, you know, uh, wheel with me foundation. And I want you to touch on that in just a second. But when it comes to accountability, you talk about this power list, right? 
that you do every day. And I just want to highlight on this because not so long ago on that podcast, I spoke about follow through, how follow through builds your self-confidence, your self-trust with yourself and ultimately self-discipline. Um, but right before the podcast recording, I was like, you know, we can, we could have rescheduled, um, you know, it's fine. And your automatic response was like, no, this, I made this commitment and (laughs) right there. And then I was like, if everybody could have that mindset, because how many times I would have paused. Yeah, go ahead. I did think about, I was like, okay, I have this podcast interview. I was like, I can't reschedule it. I'm not going to do it. Cause it like, I literally, here's the thing. Just because we don't want to do it right now. Doesn't mean we're going to want to do it in a week, four weeks, two months, like putting something off only prolongs. You just not wanting to do it. So if you just show up and now look like, I'm grateful that I did follow through because this conversation is so fulfilling. Like this is refilling my cup. This I'm I'm sitting here this whole time. I'm just like, this gives me joy. I love to do this. (laughs) And it's just so refreshing after a long day. And so it's like, even if you don't want to do that thing, for example, something as simple as my desk right now, it's still a mess, but like, I've been slowly, if I have trashed, I take it immediately to the trash can, just something that small, dirty clothes. Let me just throw them in the hamper real quick, right away. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to do it later. Let me just throw them now because if you just do it right away there is no oh I've got to come back to it later because now that's what I'm facing like my bedroom is literally a room of just my mess everywhere of me saying oh I'm going to do it later oh I'm going to do it later and that's what made me me just like that self-awareness the more self-awareness you build the more you pay attention to everyone else around you but your own habits too mm-hmm. and you're like this is what is this this is not who I want to be <laughs> And so it makes you re-question yourself and be like, you know what? This isn't who I want to be. I need to like, I need to start doing things. And you could start making those small incremental changes and think about this 1%. What you do every day makes you 1% better tomorrow. Then you're, that's going to compound. And eventually that 1% is going to be like, wow, I'm hundred percent better than I was a year ago. Everybody's gonna be like, oh man, are you sure you've never talked to her before, Desiree? Because I'm always like, just focus on being 1% better. I love <laughs> I love atomic habits. I love James Clear's breakdown um, of building systems to, you know, to get to your destination and you know, enjoying the journey, but building the habits that's gonna lead you, but also improve other areas of your life as you evolve, as you grow as a person. But that accountability factor is what ultimately is going to change your life. Because if you're not accountable, I always tell everybody, if not you, then who? It's no one's responsibility. I'm sorry, it's not your mom's responsibility to remind you. It's not your coach's responsibility. It's not your kid's responsibility. It's not your spouse's, not your boyfriend, not your girlfriend. Nobody's responsibility, not your grandma's. It is your responsibility. And when you start to have, those wheels start to turn like, oh man, if I don't do this, then who's gonna do it for me? Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. So you do it, you do it. You pick up the clothes off the floor. You pick up the shoes off the floor, the little things. And I love that you pointed that out because it could be simple. It could be, okay, look, I just finished this glass of water. I'm going to go put it in the sink. Why is it so hard? Sometimes we get into this mindset that we just are content. We're complacent and complacency. Mm -hmm. We all know kills. It's not going to allow you to evolve in your life. You're allowing that inner, I like how Andy says the inner bitch voice. 
Yes. Allow, it's going to take you over every time you give it just a little, it takes the whole arm. It takes the whole leg. There she comes. Hi. Why? Why am I on the podcast? Hello, Lillian. <laughs> I told my husband, you know what? I look, if Bye, she comes, Lillian. <laughs> if she if she comes in, it's fine. I'll just tell Jesse it's fine. And he's like, oh God, okay. Um, but you know, complacency kills. And so you've never man, the stares she gives this little girl. I'm surprised she didn't stick out her tongue. Um, you know, you haven't been complacent. You've shown that you've been, you rely on your drive. You rely on your, just your energetic personality too. You guys got to see her. Like she's just a, I could, I could see why you just spread so much happiness around everybody you come across. Cause we're not even sitting next to each other doing this recording. We're on opposite ends. I'm in Cali and you're, um, in North Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah. You're on the East consider East coast, right? Time. And I'm on the West coast. Yeah. We're on separate ends. Yet you are just radiating and everybody that comes across your social media platforms, I know. And if they don't, then they could talk to me about it, but we'll say that for a different time. Um, (laughs) but honestly, seriously. So you, you know, you've been, you constantly invest into yourself, but also investing in yourself. You have these big dreams and you you're an entrepreneur as well. Can you give us a little bit more about what you're currently doing and where you want to take this? What are your, like, what's your vision? Um, so I currently have a social media consulting business. We help small brands grow through social. I have one employee and we are just slaying. Um, and that's wheel with me consulting LLC. And then we have wheel with me fitness, which we have a private Facebook community. We do macro accountability and we are in the process of releasing a workout app for wheelchair users. And then I have a nonprofit called wheel with me foundation. And we are in the process of Actually, our next empowerment week is in two weeks. We do uh, week-long empowerments for wheelchair users where we give them the tools to just develop and grow, whether that's workouts, uh, mental growth. There's going to be a dance class this time, and it's other members of the community teaching their craft. It's amazing. I love it. This is our second year doing it. We started it uh, last year. Uh, February was our first one. We hold one every quarter. Uh, we also host meetups in the Charlotte community. I'm working on going national with them again because um, I used to host them nationally pre-COVID. Uh, and then our ultimate goal is to build a transitional community for s- wheelchair users to learn how to be independent. Wow. That is yeah. That's my passion. That's my, like, that is my pride and joy. That's my entire existence. Like, the Wheel With Me Foundation is what makes me continue to show up every day. Um, just that dream and where I want to be. Like, I know you could see behind me that I have a whiteboard. It has my goals for this year on it. And then above it is actually my goals for wheel with me foundations. Like in the middle, it says wheel with me foundation. And then it has like different branches of what we want to accomplish. And it's really cool. Cause we're like checking things off right now on those branches. Yeah. The power of visualization too, when you visually see something and put it on paper, make that connections with your subconscious, but man, and now you, you know, you ever have those moments where you're like, okay, God, I see you. I, now I get it. I get it often, often. And I literally, I'll just talk, like I said, I ride in silence a lot of the time. Um, just cause it's when I have the best thoughts, it's when I have the most gratitude and it's when I'm the least distracted. 
And I'm not, not the least distracted, but least distracted by outside things. I'm more distracted by me, yeah. which is my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> cause I like, I love it. Cause then you get to like, get, you really, that's how you become undeniable. And I'm not going to lie in the beginning, it's super uncomfortable. You're like, Oh, this is weird. It's silent. But then like the more silence you spend with yourself, the more powerful you become and journaling as well. Just like checking in with you. Dang it. What do you want? Who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? what is your purpose? Like ask yourself these questions and keep on digging until you figure it out. Because when you find your purpose, it's, it makes life so much more bearable, like so much more bearable. Uh, it, it makes it, it makes it where when bad things happen or trauma or negativity, you address it in such a different manner. When life happens, you address it in a different manner. You have this, it's almost like the shield, this guard around you. It's like, nah, nah, not today. Nah, we ain't doing that. Nah. Like, and that's probably my favorite thing about it is that confidence that it gives you just to show up authentically as who you want to be. You don't give a shit if anyone likes you or not. Like I love posting political things in my political opinion, because I usually lose like 200, 300 followers and then I'll gain like four to 500. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm glad we weeded out those ones. All right. See you later. Have a good one. Don't let the door hit you. You know, but you are authentic. You are yourself. That is your platform. That is nobody else's. That is yours. And all the, it's funny. Cause I, I, I say, you know, I, I tell everybody I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I'm neutral, but come on. It's not, it doesn't take like, it's a, does you could tell. Okay. I mean, you could tell by a, like a landslide going to my garage. I film all my flags in my garage all the time. I mean, it's, it's out there. We know it, but you know, and that's another thing is like, gosh, in the last people reserve who they are just for followers and stuff to be liked. And I'm so glad that you touched on that. Cause it's like, who cares? Half of those people you don't even know actually like 99% of those people you don't even know in person. So what are they? If you, if you know, you lose them, I I get it all the time when I'm a little too transparent with my words and I'm not too nice. And I'm just like, listen, like, I'm just telling you, I'm using my story to help (laughs) you allow it to, if you want to use it to be your guide, you know, that is going to encourage me to continue to share, but full transparency here, because life isn't fucking perfect. It's a mess. You know, I'm not embarrassed to say like, I used to dance on, you know, I was just saying this the other day where I used to dance at these clubs in St. Louis at 18 with no panties on and my skimpy dresses and think I was the shit and all drunk off my ass while being bulimic and had a Benji. Like this is real. Like I'm not here to sugarcoat shit. Like I, you know, but when you use your story, right. And you use your story every single day, you're telling people, listen, at the end of the day, you can use all the excuses in the book, but it's your responsibility. You, if I, and cliche to say it, but if I'm doing this, what's your excuse? If I'm doing this, you could do it too. Literally you could do it too. You get to do this. And for those of you like, you know, that, that don't think you can, well then let's talk it. Let's talk about it. You need me, yes. you need someone to talk to, because sometimes that's all it takes, right? It's telling somebody, and I'm sure you get it all the time. Like, Hey, like you're probably never going to see this, but I, cause I, I honestly told you that too. Hey, you're probably never going to, you're probably never going to listen to this <laughs> story that I sent you in my face. Hey, how are you? 
but I'm sure you get people too, from the other, you know, opposite spectrum saying, Hey, like you're probably never going to see this, but I just want you to know that you changed my life or, Hey, I'm having a hard time right now. How can, you know, what kind of advice would you give me? I love to respond with videos because that always throws people for a loop. They're like, you, you, like, I'm like, yeah, like you took the time to message me. I'm going to take the time to send you like a video. I got to one up you. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, my favorite thing, um, I want to go back to, you know, when people feel the need to unfollow, I love when they have to announce their departure. Like, Oh, I'm out. I'm like, okay, bye. Like, I don't know. You didn't no need to announce it. Goodbye. And it's like, People constantly want to tell you what you're doing wrong and force their beliefs on you. And it's like, where is individualism anymore? That's what, that's what makes us humans is our individual or how individualized we are as, as beings, our beliefs, our bodies, our, what we think is right and wrong. And it's like, that's, that's what creates debate. And like, you can't even have a constructive debate anymore without people being like, you're canceled. And I'm like, cool. Cancel me. I don't give a shit. Like I love when people comment and it's like negative comments Mm -hmm. because little do you know, I get paid off views and you're just boosting my algorithm. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all. No, but it's true. I mean, like the more transparent you are, you're going to reach many more lives. It's that simple. The more authentic Mm -hmm. you are. Yes. You can lose two or three here and people with their negativity, but there's going to be someone that sees that post on their stories that they want to so-and-so wants to announce. And then someone's going to resonate with you. And that's how it works because positivity will always draw in more views Mm -hmm. than negativity. Negativity will may win. It looks like on the forefront, but it always loses at the end of the day. Nope. Yeah. And and that's the thing that the more authentic I am, the more people are like, thank you. I relate Mm -hmm. with this. And, and it's that authenticity. And I mean, I've been that way since day one. That's what people know me for in the wheelchair community specifically is they're like, oh, that Jesse girl, she's the one who just like says it how it is, man. She offended me or she's an ableist. That's my favorite. <laughs> I love when people call me names. I'm like, yeah, I'm an ableist. You're right. Like what? Stop labeling me. <laughs> my favorite disabled people love to tell other disabled people how they're being a bad disabled person. Oh, that. Well, that's my favorite and I'm like okay whatever because I don't fit your your definition of disabled that's fine okay okay <laughs> it's, know, I, it's wild out here <laughs> oh I'm sure and I'm sure because of how society has made you know has labeled disabled people you cannot do this you mm-hmm. can only do this all the limitations and you're the rebel and you're saying no actually you can be fit you can, you know, eat the food, you know, have proper nutrition. That's going to translate into how you, you can take care of your gut health, yeah. your gut health. Yo, every, every disabled person's like my belly, my belly, my belly. And then you look at your diet, their diet and it's pop and sugar and chips mm-hmm. and sweets and all this crap. And it's like, what do you expect? <laughs> Thank you. And it's like, what do you expect though? What do you expect? You are what you eat. Like we are a product of what we consume, not only physically, but mentally as well. And that's something that we, we really need to be mindful of. Like if someone's taking from me, I I've, I've started doing this thing where if my friends aren't adding value, I'm just, I got to put some distance there. Like I have to, I have to, if you're not adding value to my life, I just, I don't have time for it right now because my capacity is so limited now that I am working full time that it's like, I don't even want to, I don't want to 
my time is valuable. I don't want to give any more. That's my, um, my primary love, love language is, uh, time quality time is like how I show my love. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what that, you know, and one it's called boundaries. And two, I even told you this in the beginning, you're giving me your time. Time is the most valuable gift we can give one another as human beings. Like time's precious. Like you, we can't replace time. And so when you give me your time, I see it as, you know, this is something you can't get back and, and boundaries, another healthy, you know, something that most people don't establish. And, you know, we're very much, a lot of humans are yesers. They say yes to everything. Yeah, sure. I'll do it. Yeah. When you already know your schedule's booked for the next two weeks and you're trying to fit somebody in say, no, say, no, if you hurt their feelings and they don't understand that your time is just as valuable as theirs. And that's when you start to see, like, then you start to make these connections, like, hold on, wait a minute. I have to come first in my life. I have to come first. I'm just as important. What do you mean? That person thinks they're more than you. Like, come on, you guys. Like, and, and, and when you start to make these connections too, you start to see that you start to drain your circle, but then you start to build it back up with those people who have the same mindset, who, yeah. who are chasing goals, who, who think like you, who invest in themselves just as much as you are investing in yourself. And that's when your life starts to change in, in a po- more positive manner, because then you get to start learning from one another and you start to learn things about yourself that you didn't know, because there's an honesty factor in that circle. And it's like calling you out on your own bullshit, you know, like, Hey, that part. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but you know, and, and that's, that's how you evolve. And I'm sure like, and, and that's another reason why, you know, when coming across your page, and then, um, you know, you tying in with first form, it's like, that's all, that's all it is. It's being your true authentic self. And that's what you do every single day. And you're able to pr- promote that just by being you. I mean, there's no sugar coating. There's nothing. This what you see is what you get. And because so you're standing right here, you have, you're an entrepreneur, um, par- paraplegic, what? Like there's no limitations to what you could do. I mean, you're over there bench pressing, like, so the next time, the next time I have somebody come to me and say they can't do something, I'll be like, here, why let me show you Jesse's page. You know, if she could do it, what's your excuse? Like that part. <laughs> yeah, but I I, you know, it's it's honestly, and I told you this before we we started recording, but it's people like yourself. And it's that make the difference that start to tear down these barriers and this mindset that we're so accustomed to because it's comfortable because they said so, because I was told I can never do this. And this is goes to anybody disabled or not disabled. We all come from limiting beliefs. We all have parents. We all have generation of limiting beliefs that you can say right now, it stops with me, regardless if my mom wasn't a paraplegic or not, you still had those limiting beliefs after your accident, but it took you to say, you know what? that mental breakdown on the floor, that whole, you know, big whining session and you to say, all right, it's, it's time now it's time. Yeah. And, and I'm going to do this for myself. And, and it's, if no one likes it, well, that's okay, but it's my responsibility now. And this Be- is a shift. Uh, other people's happiness is not our responsibility. We are responsible for one person's happiness and that is ourselves. And then we can focus on other people that we care about. Like there's a huge reason I'm not in a relationship. It's not because I don't have options, which I mean, the options are whatever. That's the other thing. My standards have now raised. And I think about the people I've dated in the past and I'm like, wow, 
wow, like it's amazing how short we sell ourselves in every aspect of our life, friendships, relationships, um, are in just in general with our goals and dreams. And so for me, it's like, I'm staying single. And if it happens, it happens. Like I'm not, we put all this expectation and perspective and these things on our plate. Like I know with as full as my plate is, why would I add a relationship to that? You know? And so it's like, look at your plate and be really honest with yourself. When you're saying yes to things, can you truly add it to that? Like I was on the U.S. uh, National Developmental Team for wheelchair curling for three years. And I was in school trying to finish my associate's degree. And I chose my schooling over curling because it was like both were a time commitment and I wanted to finish my degree. And so I had to make a decision. And sometimes we have to make those tough decisions and we have to be like, you know what? Okay, I can't do this anymore. I have to back up, reevaluate and be honest with myself. Be honest with who, with yourself on your actions, your habits. Is what you're doing today going to get you to where you want to be tomorrow? So if your goals don't align with your habits, one of the two have to change or they're never going to meet. So either you change your habits to match your goals or you change your goals to match your habits. But you can't have it both ways because I can't sit here and hold you accountable for something that you're not working for. That's why I tell my people all the time. (laughs) Where do I go from that? Like, like, you know, there's been two times where I've been speechless on a podcast and this is the second time. I'm just like, like, do I just drop the mic here? Like, do I like input mine? (laughs) But yeah, you know, and the more I start, I listen to you. I'm like, okay, it's funny how the universe works because I was drawn to you because of your page, your authenticity, and then your words as well. And then you saying what you've been saying. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, and there's, there's certain words that you use. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like that kind of sounds like how I say things. And I'm like, I see you. I see you. We collaborate with the people that were like, we find similarities, but the universe, God, always has a bigger plan in sight. And so, but I, I, you know, you're right about goals and habits and you get to choose, um, ultimately, yeah, you're going to have to, you, it's your responsibility. I mean, again, like how many times do we have to say it here on the podcast? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. no one, I mean, but you know, it does take human beings. Like we're kids at heart. I try to, I, try to say this all the time in the nicest way, but it's like, when you tell a kid not to do something, they do the opposite and adults do the same. This is why I go in and my clients are like, okay, tell me what to do. I said, well, I'm not going to go in and give you barriers because the minute I put, tell you, you can only do restrictions this, you're going to go do the opposite of what I told you to do. If I tell you, I need you to journal every single night. I need you to track every single, you're going to be like, nope, she told me to do that. I'm not going to do it. We're kids. We're, we're big kids. We're big kids. We really, that's, that's so accurate. No, I'm, you know, but it won't, we take control and we shift that mindset. It's like a light switch. And you said it earlier. It was like, you felt liberated. You felt like freedom. It's freedom that it is true freedom, unconditional. No one can give it to you. You only can give it to yourself. And when you do the stars align opportunities start to arise for you and your life instantly changes. And it sounds like, like a fairy tale, but it's not because when you start investing into yourself in a positive way, when you start pouring into yourself, you're able to pour into others, inspire those. And it's like a domino effect, right? It trickles down one person takes one person that one person changes another, but you're constantly chasing 
to be better than who you were yesterday. You're constantly chasing to be better than who you were five years ago. You're constantly chasing, but the only person you're going against is you. And that is when life me gets- versus me boy. Yes. Nothing else. <laughs> I literally, I have a post coming out later this week about because there was a, um, I think it was the rock. There's like a trending sound going on on Instagram right now. And that's what people don't realize. Like even I'm competing right now in the wheel wad games, which are the disabled CrossFit. Like they're similar to like CrossFit, but it's like wheel wad is specifically made for all disabilities, intellectual, blind athletes, wheelchairs, amputees. Like it's incredible. And so we have qualifiers right now. And I'm like, even at the end of the day, like, I don't even look at the leaderboard because it's like, it's me versus me. Like I, this is my first time I'm out here just trying to be strong get fitter. And I just see where I'm at. And I'm like, all right, we got work to do. And it's like, if you just look at the situations and truly authentically and just evaluate and be honest, honestly, be honest with yourself when you're evaluating and say, you know what? We have work to do because I'm not perfect. I have a lot of improvement, even on my habits. Like there's days where I could be more intentful. There's days where I could still show up better. And I realize, like, I'm a human, I'm not a robot, but I still strive to be better. Because it's up to us. It's it's us versus us. And the minute we stop competing with the rest of the world to be great and just compete with ourselves to be the best version of ourselves, that's when life starts to get fulfilled. That's when you become great. That's when you become everything you're capable of. Just focus on you versus you. Stop trying to compete with the rest of the world. Focus, compete on you, you know, and just be the, your best version of you. That's it. That's it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Again, here we go. Where where am I at? Where am I at? Um, so you answer this, you journal. We know you journal, you take moments of gratitude in your car, but what other ways I like to always ask everyone on the podcast is, you know, what other ways do you practice self-love, self-awareness, self, you know, self-care on you know daily or if there's something you do weekly? Um, just because I feel like if something doesn't, if something I've shared doesn't work for somebody, maybe something you say and someone's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to try that. And then literally going to be the same. I feel like we're the same. So <laughs> what, <laughs> like, what do you do? Um, I try to visualize every day. I'm not as great as I could be with it. Um, I do take a lot of deep breaths throughout the day. Like I'm just like, okay. like I breathe a lot. And I I tell myself, okay, a lot. Like that is just like, it's an affirmation. It's like, everything's okay. Um, Journal every morning and night in the stoic journal. And then I do a separate journal just for me. Um, Not every day, but if I have a lot on my mind, a lot of my heart, then I do. And recently it's been a lot about where I'm currently at and where I came from. Cause it's just, it's amazing to think back of, of being in that hospital and feeling so hopeless. And then I look at this life I've built for myself and I'm continuing to build. And, um, just, I have a lot of really cool things happening. Um, just released, I'm a published author now, just released, I was a co-author in a book called The Impact of Influence with 24 other powerful women. It's available on my website. Um, and I share my story about my best friend and the impact that she had me and nine different lessons that she had taught me through our friendship. Um, it was just, she's a very powerful human being, also an entrepreneur, uh, Canadian immigrant, uh, just yeah, she's amazing. So it's available on my website. Totally recommend that. Also working on my own book. Hopefully we'll be out at the end of the year. Uh, everything we have going on will be fit. 
one of my main team leaders is actually moving in with me in June. And so I'm just thinking about how everything's going to just skyrocket because we already have content plans and like plans for the app and plans for the business and trips planned and all of these things. So very excited for that. Um, it's just like, there's so much good in the works that I just, it's time for a lot of reflection of how did I get here? What habits got me here? Um, definitely. I think reading the 10 pages every day is a key of the nonfiction book. Uh, you just learn something new every day. I do 10 minutes of education every day. Um, for me, it's fitness and nutrition related. Yeah. Uh, the journaling morning and night, extra journaling, riding in silence for sure. Massages once a month. I like to take CBD bath bomb baths a lot. Um, a lot of stretching and mobility work. I think that's probably my favorite way to recover rather than doing like a low weight resistance band cardio recovery. I like to do just like mobility. Um, it's something that nobody focuses on enough. So that's super, super powerful. And then honestly, the biggest thing I do is cuddle my dog. I have a Husky and she's my, that's my pride and joy. (laughs) She's such a pie. They always think they're smaller than what they really are. She's she's such a brat she's no she thinks she's a human that's her oh, problem that's even better <laughs> yeah she literally thinks she's like my kid I literally get home and she runs to my door and jumps in my lap and just like kisses me to death and I'm like I'm home I know here I am and then I get in the house and she starts to yell at me like oh. straight up husky yelling at me and I'm like who are you talking to <laughs> excuse me I love her though she's I literally I start it's so funny because so two of the girls, the one that's moving in with me, and then the girl that works for Wheel With Me Consulting, I, um, the girl that works for Wheel With Me Consulting has been with me since September, 2022, or 2020 as well as when I like got to go to first form. And so she's been a part of this whole growth journey. We finally met in real life, the end of February. Oh my! We met, God. like I put a post on Snapchat and I was like looking for someone to help me with social I can't pay much, but can offer experience. Da, 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 da. And she like, is the only person that reached out. And I was like, all right, I'll take you. And she's just like watching her growth journey. When we first met, she wasn't really independent. And she's just like, it's on unre- like night and day. Literally, she could probably go live on her own in the woods and take care of herself. Like I have so much confidence in this girl right now. Didn't have a desire to ride, drive. Now she's working on getting her permit. Like her life has just it's just been the most beautiful transformation to watch, but we got to meet in real life when they, her and Brie came out here to film all the stuff for wheel with me. And so it was like, so cool. Cause I think about my injury and all the people it's put in my life. When I drove out to California, the end of October of last year, and I literally drove by myself and every major city, I had a wheelchair using friends place to crash. So I had an accessible place to crash that I met online. I met all of them online. (laughs) Wow. It's so powerful. It's great. Like literally every major city, I have somebody, a wheelchair user. So an accessible home to crash in because of the internet. Like, and I think about these friendships that I built and these amazing people with these amazing stories. And it's like, yes, yes, that's, that's, that's the perspective to have embrace your struggle and realize that like something good can come from it. Mm-hmm. I have, um, it is getting late. I have one story. I have one like last little story to okay. tell about adapting. And then, um, I do, we'll have to do this again. I just yes, go ahead. So 
Um, all right. So I started working at the beginning of March and I started going to a new branch of the Y that I had never been to before. So I've been to, I've literally been to pretty much Y's all over the country. And I think about New York city and how they have like the gates and the turnstiles and everything. It's like very locky down. That's how this Y was. And so I had in my mind, this expectation of, of the facility itself. So I go in, they're like, yeah, the locker room's right here across from the gym. Just go on in there and you're good to go. Whatever. Put your bag. Here's a lock. Cool. I go in the locker room, put my bag in, go do the workout. They have all the equipment I need. It's perfect. Go back in, go to take a shower. Looking down, there's like eight stalls, four on each side. I'm like, all right, this one has the handheld thing, but there's no fold down bench in there. The other Y's in the district have a bench. Maybe because this Y is so poor, they don't have a bench. So I go down, there's no, no shower with a bench. So you know the little plastic things that you use to put your clothes on? Yes. I push it to the stall with the handheld thing, get undressed, transfer to the thing that holds your clothes. And I'm like, all right, we're showering. We're doing it. Okay. So turn on the shower and I get it on and the water comes on and then the thing starts spinning. I was like, oh, okay. So we're taking a cold shower today. Cool. Uh-huh. All right. So I hurry up, take my cold shower. And then I go, I tell the guy at the front desk, I'm like, Saeed, shower only turns on the cold. Could you fix it? Mind you, this is week one. Week two comes, same thing. I'm like, cool. Maybe they just have a chance. Get a why. I don't know. Week three comes, still not fixed. So I'm rolling out the gym on Monday. I'm like, Saeed, shower is still not fixed. Could you get them to fix it? He said, did you know you go down hall around the corner? There's another, sh- another locker room. I said, there's another what? And he said, down hall around the corner, another locker room. Try do, do you want to meet your show? And I said, no, no, I got to go to work. I'll come by tomorrow. Come into the gym tomorrow. I go down the hall around the corner. Damn it. If there's another locker room, let me go in this bitch. Okay. In the locker room, whole sitting area, rows of lockers. Cool. 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 Let me turn down this way completely accessible sauna even the y in downtown charlotte doesn't have a sauna with a doorway this wide completely accessible steam room with a door wide enough for a wheelchair get to the showers look to my left boom shower with a bench look to my right boom shower with a bench i've been showering for three weeks on a closed tote plastic holder cold showers for three weeks (laughs) <laughs> and there was a shower down the hall around the corner and I was like this is there's so many lessons in this story from adapting and overcoming like regardless not letting things that don't go your way getting you upset just mm-hmm. being like all right we're gonna roll with it let's go and not letting it control your day and your mood and who you are and how you become but then on the back side of that you know paying attention to detail asking questions being like hey is there another option? Is there a shower with a bench? Like, had I asked small detail questions, I wouldn't have had to wait three weeks to find the shower that is completely accessible. <laughs> two, there was two of them with fold down benches and brand new handles on them. So they turned all the way to hot, still took a cold shower, but it was the principal, damn it. <laughs> you, you, he was just trying to teach you how to adapt. He was, it was a, to be fair, it wasn't Saeed in the beginning that told me where the locker room was. It was a woman. Um, and then Saeed later was the one who I kept talking about. Cause when I would leave, he was the desk guy. When I get there, it was a different person. 
And so he didn't know that I didn't know that there was other options. I think he may have just thought that I was too lazy to go down the hall right. around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I'm doing my best. <laughs> I love that. I mean, talk about adaptability, right? And choosing to adapt rather than saying, no, well, I'm just going to get angry and leave. Um, you know, you, you chose that. And I think that's a big one is choosing how you respond to situations and choosing how you grow. Cause ultimately we don't always, and I, I think that frankly, this gets twisted sometimes because people tend to take the negative out of most situations, but choose your heart gets twisted mm-hmm. when people think, well, I got cancer. You're telling me to choose my heart. I was like, no, like I, my grandma passed away from Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, and that only attacks a certain population of Mexicans. Like I know she didn't choose that, but what I'm telling you is that I had to choose how I responded to her death. And I chose to go down darkness, but I also Mm -hmm. chose after to change that we get to choose certain, you know, we get to choose how we approach it. You have cancer. My grandfather had cancer. He chose to live out his best days. That was his choice. You know, we have to just be able to choose and how we respond to the situation ultimately is going to affect the course of our lives. And so the choice is yours at the end of the day. It is, it is the choice is yours. Um, but I know it's getting late for you. So I want to end on share your favorite quote with us. And I probably caught you off guard here, but I probably not, but share a quote, Um, just a quote you like. Do not be afraid and do not let your heart be troubled. I think I got that backwards, but it's John 14, 27. Um, I think that that's the, the most important quote we can have, like attack each day, even if you're scared, just attack it, just go after it. You know, at the end of the day, like, again, the worst that's going to happen to us is failure. So if we just attack it and go after it, that's a lesson. Failure is not even failure. It's a lesson. If you allow it to be, um, and, and do not be afraid, just go, just go, don't let your heart be troubled. Like, I think that's powerful. You know, we, we constantly let everything consume us and upset us. And, you know, I haven't been this way. It took me a solid two years to even be like, all right, I need to start losing weight. I would, I would smash an entire cheesecake to myself. Big facts. Give me a Costco cheesecake. My best friend watched me. She's like, I, re- she's like, I remember when you would smash Costco cheesecakes and hot dogs, girl. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And I, and I tried to continue living that life I had been living before. I was partying nonstop. Um, I drank almost every day. My buddies and I, we went out to the club three, four times a week. Like I, I definitely went down that dark path in the beginning of my injury. And then it was like, whoa, my paralyzed body can't keep up with us. So then I was like, all right, let's make a lifestyle change. But I still, it took a while. And like, so give yourself grace, give yourself time, give yourself time to let the consistency pay off. And this message is just as much for me as it is for y'all. Cause I'm telling you what, if I just would like be patient for a second, <laughs> I know that like by the end of summer, everything's going to be great, but I want to get to the end of summer. And like, you have to continue to show up and do the work every day to make that thing come true. So even when you don't feel like doing it, re reevaluate, you know, your purpose, your goals and, and why you're doing it in the first place. I think that that's the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. Patience, grace, and compassion. Yeah. It's a way to invest in yourself every single day. So Let's go. Um, where can they find you? I'll have all her information in the, sub- in the description of this podcast episode, but where can they find you? before we let you go. All right. First things first, if you gain value from today, please share this with a friend, like a directly a friend tag me. If you share it on your story so I can reshare it with people, like message me, let me know what you thought. I want to hear from you guys. Like 
that is the only way that we can, if what, tell me what you hated, you know, like give me all the feedback because that's the only way we can grow and develop. So please just, if you gain value, share it. If you didn't tell me why not. Um, you can find me at Jesse Strawham, that's J-E-S-I-S-T-R-A-C-H-A-M on all platforms. My website's jessestrawham.com. You can go to my store, get the impact of influence, Talentine recommend. I'll also sign it for you. Um, Cause I guess that's like what you're supposed to do when you have a book. That's what someone told me. And I was like, oh, yes. I guess I'll sign it. Yes. <laughs> I release, um, I also have calendar. I release a motivational calendar every year. Um, and so those pre-sales are currently going on as well that will be signed and then please 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 follow wheel with me foundation at wheel with me um if you have a friend who uses a wheelchair that can gain value from connecting with other friends that use wheelchairs hook them up with the wheel friends wheel with me foundation we'll hook you guys up we have a complete community of support um it's it's beautiful to see what support can do for an individual and help them progress if you want to help your wheel friends so give them the support of other wheel friends that's how you do it and, and, and like I said, just DM me, let me know what you guys think. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, thank you so much for having me too. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I'm about to, Andrew, you heard her. I'm about to hook you up with the wheel friend. He does. <laughs> like I told you, my best friend has muscular dystrophy. So you better be listening to this one too, but um, <laughs> I'll make him follow you. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you for being on the podcast. I think uh, it's without a shadow of a doubt to say that we have to do part two. Um, just extend from this. You are such a light. So keep embracing your wheel. Keep continue to shed your light on this world. The world needs more Jesse's and the more people you are able to touch the more that they are able to embrace who they truly are. And, you know, we inspire one another and that's how the world becomes better. And we're able to live, you know, our true self, our true story to, you know, and share it with the world. So thank you. And we will talk to you guys later. Bye.